welcome to East Coast DNA Podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is my brother. And Darcy, hello. We should really put Darcy first, because it's DNA. But we're yeah. doing A and D instead. The next episode, I'll do it and get you to do the This Is My Brother, You Can Say Andrew. There you go. There you go. Yeah, It'll clear I'm, up all the confusion that I'll just say right in listeners. Brother, Andrew. <laughs> uh, yeah. So here we are. We have our song today. And our guest today are both people that reached out to us, which yes. is, it seems like almost people like know who we are now or something like that. So, And they're both in the CBC Spotlight Search contest yes. right now. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is our dozenth episode today. So you uh, took part in something. I don't know if you found about that. That's because of our involvement and more being on Instagram, paying attention to things, but pretty much i mean yeah. six one half dozen the other it was a little bit of both it was me looking at stuff but through the podcast um had a chance to go to a video shoot there yesterday but i'm actually not going to get too far into any detail on it because the video is only supposed to be out in like two weeks time okay so uh we'll talk about it on the next episode a little bit further because we can probably actually feature the video so yeah. the, the short version, I'm in a music video. I have a small little cameo, but uh, it was a great day for it. Nice weather. Yeah, it was, it was nice up in the city. So uh, I got to hang out in uh, Africville Park, which I am ashamed to say I did not know much about uh, Africville growing up. And going to the park, I was amazed that there was this beautiful park right there in an area that I've driven by thousands of times in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that this beautiful park was just sitting right there. Yeah, it's something so, that we were kind of, they skimmed over in school. Yeah. In the so, no, uh, surprise, Nova Scotia education system didn't really put a whole lot of emphasis on that. And Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we can go back as grown ass men and, and, and learn all the history ourselves. And yeah. Actually, I, I'm putting a little bit of effort into learning some stuff, and it was, uh, fun to see some behind the scenes stuff with music videos, especially where we've been so focused on, the local music scene the last year or so talking about it. It was uh, nice to not just know in theory how it works, but to actually see some of it. Mm-hmm. So Beyond uh, the scenes kind of look. Yeah. It's st- something I would definitely do again. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe another experience is uh, following some people into the studio someday and seeing a little bit of the goings on. Yeah. That would be a couple studios cool around in Glasgow. You know a few people that yeah. get you in there. I do. I know a few people that have some home studios. I know a few people that work at some of the studios. So that's uh, something you may have to look at in the future. Maybe uh, take your son to work day. You can go in and (laughs) see what's going on. And along the same vein as Africville, um, this isn't going to be until after our next episode, but I thought I'll bring it up now in case anyone wanted to hold on to their band camp purchases. On Friday, June 17th uh, this year, they're going to have a Juneteenth thing where from midnight to midnight Pacific time, they're going to donate a hundred percent of the share, their share of the sales to the NAACP legal defense fund. Uh, it's a racial justice organization with a history of making change to litigation, advocacy, public education. And they'll be doing that on June 17th in place of Bandcamp Friday for yeah, that's a cool month. alternative. I wasn't really aware that was happening. Yeah. And then I think in September, they're bringing back camp, Bandcamp Friday. So that was something when Epic Games 
I don't know if it's called Epic Games. It's the mother company. When, when Epic yeah. bought out Bandcamp, we weren't sure if that Bandcamp Friday was going to go away. But it seems like enough people said, hey, keep it going, that that's going to it continue. It, it seems to be start back up in September. And then for June on the 17th, not the first Friday, but the 17th, they're going to do a donation with all their proceeds. So, Well, that's cool. Yeah, it it seems to be the the fact that the artist getting the money was a huge thing for a lot of people. But uh, mm-hmm. the, putting it towards a charity is a cool idea, and it'd be interesting to see between now and September if they try to do any other ones. Yeah, and with Bandcamp, the artist gets a lot. They get like eighty two percent of the money anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But a few people have said like bit. makes makes yeah. A few people said like don't wait until Bandcamp Friday. If you want my album, buy it today. I still get most of the money. Yeah, yeah. but for something like this. Maybe maybe wait till the seventeenth. Yeah, and then, especially where it's only a couple weeks away. Yeah. Or I'm sure you uh, could also donate to the cause yourself instead of eighteen cents on the dollar. Right, and a couple short things that are coming up. Actually, talking about things upcoming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Avril Lavigne concert I mentioned before that I'd be going with my daughter. So that's the day after this airs. That was canceled and then rebooked. Yeah, and instead of grandson opening this time with the rebook, uh, she's bringing the beaches, which I'm a little disappointed not to see grandson, but I'm very excited to see the beaches. I know they've been in the area, but I missed them twice. They had one postponed and canceled, and now this is like the fifth potential opportunity to see them, and I have a ticket, and it's only two days away, so it sounds like it's happening this time. But I did see posters up till this morning, um, advertisements for the Halifax show, Saying there's yeah. still a few tickets left and grandson's still being advertised. So I don't know why she has to go and make things so complicated. <laughs> that was a good setup. I didn't even see it coming. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't normally, uh, I'm usually waiting to make the pun when you're <laughs> saying something, but I, I just went right for the ride there. Yeah. It's a pretty good one. Uh, and Matt Steele is playing one of the Green Room series concerts down at uh, Glasgow Square, which is walking distance from my apartment so i'll probably go down to that and that's a um, tiny audience isn't it yeah they only have 35 tickets so uh if anyone happens to be listening to this uh it'll be a week from tomorrow is the day of this being released so uh cheap tickets only 35 available so i mean if anyone wants a good night out it's a quiet night out uh the, the view there is beautiful. I did, Actually, I think I posted some video on our Instagram account when uh, the first night that they had for the Green Room series with uh, Steve Ald and Matt Brennan. Yes. So, uh, yeah, maybe some people can check out those videos on our Instagram and uh, see what they'd be in for. But it, it's definitely a no-brainer that Matt Steele night's going to be a good night. Uh, he's playing with another fella, Alex McNeil, I'm not really that familiar with, but... I'm sure I'll have something to say after I see that show on June 9th. Perfect. And then we'll hear about that in our next episode. Yes. Um, something else I want to bring up. It is not June related. It just happens to be falling into the same month of June as Pride. And uh, Howling Monkey Picks is a company I use for my guitar picks. They're long lasting. It's a nut that they're made from. It's called fake ivory in some places. But it gives a nice... Anyway, it's a nice alternative to using plastics it's a natural thing the, the nuts just fall off the tree so I, I support them because of the those aspects but one of the guitar picks is pink and somebody made some uh, blatant homophobic comments about the color pink and saying they shouldn't use pink picks and 
I'm not going to get into exactly what they said, but it was not not taken very lightly by by uh, the fans of the guitar picks. Sure. So, actually, I got one here. If you're watching the video, there's a that's the style. So, the owner decided since this guy was so offended by the color pink being used in the guitar pick, he dyed all his guitar picks pink, and he's going to do a little promo soon. So if you watch them on Instagram, you might see that promo coming up. There's not going to be many available of the ones that are normally pink because it's a different shape and they're hard to come by. But it'll be worth checking out. He's doing the whole uh, a spite sale pretty well. Just yeah, because that's of awesome. This, this one pink pick prick, so... I, yeah, I, I, I would I appreciate say appreciate supporting a company that's going to have a sale just for spite, just to piss someone yeah, off that was offended. That by that, so. that uh, purchase would check a lot of boxes for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, I could see. I, that's a no-brainer. You have to buy. I'm that. like, oh, you're dying them all. I'm going to buy the ones I don't use too. Yes, <laughs> so. exactly. Yeah, we were reached out to by uh, Branton from JJ's Gang. Uh, Branton Langley and Aaron Dolomont are both members of the band The Streetlights. They're from the west coast of Newfoundland and they're doing a album called JJ's Gang Miles to Go and that's coming out June 25th so in a couple weeks you can find that online and buy it and the song they asked us to play is Elise and we'll be having that coming up here very shortly and after we get back from the song we'll be talking to Malene Coolen and uh they reached out to us as well to have an interview, so we're feeling we're feeling seen in a good way. Yes, for yeah. sure. And uh, be sure to check out our playlists, which have uh, both of those artists. There's a variety of Melina Coolen stuff in there, and mm-hmm. featured her original single from earlier in this year and her follow up that she requested that we add to this episode. Both excellent songs, yeah. and featured some of her uh, guest vocalists. I uh, put a couple of their solo songs on there as well. And one little note I wanted to squeeze in there, too, is a friend of the podcast, Andre Pettipaw. Uh, Andre Pettipaw and the Giants, actually. Uh, their song, Overtime, was number one on the East Coast Countdown this week. So I want to send a little congratulations off to any of those guys that might be listening. And they just kicked off a little mini tour here from Stellarton at the Blue Lobster. Uh, they did a full band set in the back room. Oh, perfect. And uh, they're doing a little fundraiser now to get some money together for them to do their tour. They're going to be taking off across the country. Awesome. So uh, it's very exciting for them to have a number one song at the same time that they're taking off on their tour. So good timing for the boys and congratulations. But for now, this is JJ's Gang.
And welcome back. Like we said, we're here with Melina Kulin. How are you doing today? Oh, good. Thank you. How are you? Good. And thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm really excited. We knew Melina's name originally when we started the podcast and started Instagram. I think you're one of our first followers and we noticed that you were liking our stuff when there's only 10 people liking our stuff. So. Yeah. And now there's 11, so we're really good. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we did know, we recognized that you were interacting, so it's good to get you on. And well, thank you. Yeah, I was, knew uh, who we were. Yeah, I was listening to your um, last episode with Arsenis. Yes. And I didn't know, I was a little embarrassed that I didn't know that the DNA in your title actually oh, stands yes. for your name. So yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's actually a good segue for the one thing I had outside of our notes, is oh, when yeah. I did uh, your fairy tales single uh we had it on one of our companion playlists and when i entered it i kind of messed up the special guest that you had on for the vocalist oh so right. i i made an error in that episode and never acknowledged it until just now i was waiting until you were here so i could do it right to your face oh, yeah okay. um, i apologize for that <laughs> oh, so there you go now we're yeah. even as, as his brother he doesn't make mistakes very often nice. so take that yeah. <laughs> so we have that you're a canadian musician and uh we're at in Canada. Are you from Nova Scotia or did you move here? Or what's your kind of story there? I'm from Nova Scotia. Yeah. And uh, I just went to Toronto like for my master. So I was away there for two years and that's where I recorded my first DP. Okay. But I'm back here now. In Halifax or just? In Halifax. In yes. Halifax. Yeah. That seems to be where everyone kind of goes for the music, right? So. It, yeah. It's nice to be back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're working on your second EP or your second EP is coming out? Are you done working on it or is it? Um, actually, it came out in February. So oh, it came out? Yes. It, it, that's where Fairy Tales came from, but that was out before the EP was released. Is that correct? Right. I released yeah. it in November, sort of like a teaser. And Yeah, because I remember hearing it through uh, like East Coast Countdown and yes. stuff, stuff like that. It was getting some play. Yeah, I was on there for a while. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I made it to the top five on the list. Yeah, and I think for yeah. 2022, it's probably one of the longest running ones, too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I checked this morning. I was surprised it's still on there. It's in still the hanging out. Dock, so, yeah. you know, people yeah. can vote. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's one of the conversations that Andrew and I were just having there, too, with uh, your new single from the album after the release. Are you promoting that now to radio stations or are you waiting for fairy tales to die down a little bit? Um, actually, I promoted them uh, in February. And, okay. Uh, and it didn't chart yet or you're... Uh... I, I'm still sort of waiting, I, I guess. Okay. Like just yeah. to see. Like I, yeah. I guess I, it was the first time I did radio like by myself. Like I, I kind of sure. took it on. So yeah, I'm still I... sort of playing it by ear. You figured you were doing enough already that you added that to your to yeah. your play, eh? <laughs> yeah. Because we have a note there too that you're a, you're the songwriter and audio engineer. Do you do all your own, or do you have someone else help you out with that? Uh, I did everything, but a lot of it was recorded during the pandemic. So, like, I was also outsourcing. So artists were recording themselves, then sending it to me, and then I was editing and mixing. Okay. Okay. Is that mo mostly uh, your guest vocalists like Sarah Frank and Jade Bennett? Uh, yes, but also my um, my drummer and one of my guitarists. Okay, and yeah. who are those two? Um, my drummer was 
is Jacob Sluice from Toronto. He was a U of T grad, very talented. Uh, he did Windows and I Believe in You and Me. And my one of my guitarists was uh, Luke Fraser, uh, Sarah Frank's husband from the Bombadils. Oh, okay. okay. So that's the yeah. connection there. Yeah. <laughs> and the guitarist of Fairy Tales again, uh, Nick McClellan, he actually uh, recorded here. So that was a lot easier than... Uh, doing the whole back and forth thing online. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I find it, I think it would be difficult to collaborate with people remotely. I think yeah. in the room, it just, you have the energy oh. and you find it, feel it, you get immediate feedback and everything. So recording yeah, remotely. It yeah. took a long time. Like, uh, instead of just nailing everything in like a three hour session in the studio, it was like, uh, it could take months just to get like one person down because they had to do it when they had the time and then mm -hmm. i give notes and then they address it. it was it was a very long process yeah when, when you're live you like you want to change this and they give another run through but instead they're recording it send it to you you listen to it the next day you send back feedback yeah. the next day then you're a week into it and yeah yeah so that kind of answers one of my questions i saw that you have a lot of collaborations on your songs and uh where do you find where do you find these people but it seems like you had a guitar player and his wife sang, so she sang with you? Is that kind of... Um, uh, well, actually, I started off... Um, well, I featured Sarah first, and then she uh, okay. offered um, her husband to play on the song because I was looking for a guitarist. Oh, okay. Um, Reverse. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, it was kind of funny how I came across Sarah because um, I saw her on the East Coast Music Association directory. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, she has such a beautiful voice. She'd be lovely to feature. But I knew the Bombadils are kind of big. So I was like, maybe I'll hold off on asking her. And I was hanging out with some friends virtually. And uh, she just happened to hop on like she knew the other people. Oh. And, uh, yeah. So oh, perfect. then I, I asked her and she was, uh, she graciously offered to sing on my song. And awesome. it was very nice. Oh, perfect. But otherwise, yeah, just going through directories or word of mouth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where a lot of our stuff started from. We started taking through the same directories. Oh, yeah. And going like, oh, this person and this person. And then once you start talking to people, everyone knows each other. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, CBC used to have a wonderful directory. I used to I used it for my first album. But, uh, yeah, now I, I just use, like, Music Nova Scotia and East Coast um East Coast Music Association. Yes. Yes. And so with your first EP, you, you said you were in Toronto at the time? Yes. And that was featured on CBC. You, we had a brief conversation there, the song Gone. Uh, yes. One of my songs, um, Gone, I released earlier, um, sort of like a temporary single with a different vocalist. It was like a, a quick thing I did. I've just sort of like mm -hmm. entered the contest. And that made it to regional finals. And, um, but then I decided to re-record it um, just because I wanted to produce it better, mm -hmm. you know, have more instruments and stuff. It, it, did you do your own vocals the second time around or did you? No, actually I got a, a singer in uh, Toronto, but she actually, she works as a, like a film producer. So oh, okay. <laughs> she just happens to be a really great singer too. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And and on uh, your follow up EP for Windows, the I had already mentioned the two guest vocalists you have on there, but the rest of the album that's you singing on there for, for the second one, sorry. Yeah, for Windows, is that you singing the rest of the no, songs? No, no. Um, well, I have Sarah Frank, and then I have Jade Bennett. 
So they sing all of the songs between the two of them. Uh, yes, I also I do contribute backing vocals um, okay. as well as Ezra Fitch from uh, okay. Good, Good Dear Good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're aware of that. It's brought up every episode. Oh, yeah, <laughs> very talented. <laughs> I did notice there was a second set of vocals doing the backup. Oh, yeah. So I was going to ask you if that was you or not, but Darcy, Darcy beat yeah, me to yeah, it. Uh, so. she did. Yeah. Imaginary conversation backing vocals and fairy tales again, and I also added a little on fairy tales again, and uh, I, I believe in you and me. Okay. And uh, speaking of people in film, you also did background music for some productions on Canadian television. Uh, yeah, uh, my first one was a documentary about the Blue Nose. I did some sonic link effects and. That was that was actually funny how that started because um like almost anyone going into music i was having one of those moments like what am i doing with my life can i make it yeah and uh, so i just i took a break i was going for a walk and then a car stopped and they were like oh i i know you like from uh I, i knew them from like the community and they were like oh can you uh do this for my documentary kind of thing oh so it just kind of took off from there so we should just start walking down the streets of Halifax. Maybe yeah. we'll get some business. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might not sound good either. No. <laughs> Wrong kind of business. Actually, this was in the South Shore. Like, I'm, I'm originally from uh, the Chester, Hubbard's area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, you, that was so, cool. And then you did another borderline you worked on as well? Was that you? Uh, yes. Um, that was some Ryerson grads. Uh, that was their pro- project for their uh, degree. Okay. And uh, I did some longer musical stretches for that. Okay, cool. It was a lot of fun. I think it would be interesting. Have you done any film work since then? I haven't, but I'd like to. (laughs) Yeah. If anyone out there is looking, she's here. She's available. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now you're in the right place for it because Nova Scotia is just invested. It's like billions of dollars, isn't it? It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a big very good time. (laughs) In a big soundstage in Halifax? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, so, yeah. Do you find working on film change the way you write your music or did it just kind of something totally different for you? Um, what I did was sort of like short sort of melodies, I guess. So it didn't really change how I write songs. I guess like I was a songwriter before I was doing film. Okay. So I guess I approached writing for film sort of as a songwriter, I guess more mm-hmm. melodic. Yeah. That and the, the lyrics you're you're writing the lyrics yourself as you're writing the music and then matching up with the vocalist or does the vocalist contribute lyrics to the song no i, I write all my lyrics yeah I, I thought it did yeah yeah i really like um i always appreciated poetry and uh just how the lyrics can can stand alone and uh so i, I usually I guess sometimes I write the lyrics first and then the songs, but mm-hmm. I guess usually I write the melodies and then write the lyrics too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You kind of get the flow of what yeah. you're going for and then you know where to throw your rhymes and hooks and everything. So Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, with the lyrics, the EP Windows kind of goes from a dark mood to a light mood with the yes. lyrics. That was intended, I assume. Uh, yes, I wanted to leave the listener on a 
happy note, you know, like um, if they're going through a tough time, then they can just to reassure them that there's fairy tales can happen again. <laughs> yeah. Because the EP ends on fairy tales again. Okay, perfect. But originally, um, I wrote all the songs at different times, but they were just songs I really wanted to release. I was like trying to tie them all together. So mm -hmm. that order just made sense too. Yeah. It, are they chronological then? Like, is that actually no. reflecting your mood or anything? Or no. You were just climbing up your own hill in life and just, yeah. <laughs> I did fairy tales again. I wrote first. Oh, okay. And uh, I believe in you and me was the last one I wrote. Oh, okay. And, and that makes sense for your release schedule too, that you'd yes. be promoting the first one first and then the freshest one as your follow-up. Oh, yeah. I didn't even yeah. think of that, but that's yeah. true. <laughs> that yeah, was a coincidence, um, apparently. I believe in you and me was sort of like my pandemic song, but I didn't want to date it. You know, I wanted mm -hmm. it to still be relevant. So I made it so I can stand alone as like a love song, but also like a song to a global you. <clears throat> that makes sense. So is there any uh, live element to this or because I, you've already mentioned at least three people in your backup are, other occupied with other bands and that kind of thing which most of our guests seem, that seems to be a pattern mm -hmm. everyone that's on this show is playing with somebody that was on the previous show or it's, it's yeah. really funny but yeah does it so are you planning on doing live performances is that in the cards um i'm thinking about it i mm -hmm. guess coming from sort of like the audio engineer producer sort of standpoint i'm just sort of used to you know doing all the effects and everything behind the sure, scenes yeah, but yeah, yeah. i think it'd be fun to maybe do mm -hmm. some performances with them maybe some stripped down ones with the singers and yeah well your stripped down video on youtube that oh, was yes. that was great i oh thank you <laughs> it, i listened to it and it was missing like the 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 brass and stuff but it was it sounded perfectly fine so i think you could oh. pull it off just you on a piano oh, and you. a singer you, yeah and it, that was jade on that one correct Yes. So, and I got to tip my hat off to her just because that was the hardest song to sing and she just nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And she also has her own solo career as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got a little super group there behind you already. It should be pretty yeah. easy to promote a live show anyway. And I assume that was the same kind of process. You recorded the piano part, sent it to her, and she sang over it and then sent it yes. back on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the way you did the intro and the outro on the video. Oh, with your you. With your piano accompanying you it just yeah i haven't seen anyone really do that and it just oh. worked it worked good i liked it so yeah i was thinking what am i gonna do with all this face like it just can't be be you know me playing piano like i thought that might get boring so i, <laughs> I just introduced the song <laughs> you became your own radio dj yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think andrew has a new appreciation for all the effort that uh, goes in behind and, and oh. the thought for that since we've been doing this together because he's uh we, we fly through these and then there's a lot of editing to do afterwards to get oh, the video to look yeah. right. So yeah, imagine yeah. I usually take the audio separate and match it all up later. And it's, yeah, that you makes know, sense. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, I also work in post. So I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> work on post with a crappy cheap laptop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with this EP done, are you working on new music now? Do you have anything in the works? Or are you on a low right now? Or what's what's going on in your 
creative life. I have some ideas. Um, I have ideas for my next two EPs. One of them I'd like to do like a really sort of jazz, sort of big band sort of feel. Okay. Because like I'm a I'm a big lover of big bands. <laughs> and you, you must know a lot of people that are already in the music scene, like the same as I was saying, we're all everyone's sharing bandmates. It seems to me like yes. there's a good chunk of those have a jazz background as far as training. So yeah. you must have a lot of people to pick from already. Like if you yeah, want to actually a lot of my Toronto scene people like uh, oh. Russell Matthews, he was my saxophonist and mm -hmm. he actually recorded himself as well. I forgot to mention, but he's so good. And also my, um, my, one of my drummers came in Vieira and my bassist, uh, Peter Bull. It's funny because like when I was in Toronto, I recorded Peter, but, uh, when I, I came back eventually to Halifax and he just came back last year too. So it's oh. like, we keep going back and forth. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, they're very great in the music scene. Also Jacob Sluice, he's very big in the jazz scene as well. Oh, there you go. You got yeah. plenty of options. Yes. <laughs> and we noticed the, uh, Darcy and I are both listening to the new EP and we both kind of felt a carpenter's feel off of there. Oh. So... <laughs> You mentioned you have your jazz influence, but what other influence do you have that helped shape you as a musician? Oh, that's cool that you could hear the Carpenters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like their music. And uh, I guess um, the Monkees sort of indirectly introduced me to like the Brill Building era, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like Carol King and uh, James also, Taylor, maybe? Um. Maybe not so much, no. but like, uh, I guess like Neil Diamond or, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. um, I came across Burt Bacharach like through Ray Conniff, Perry Como, yeah. uh, Andy Williams. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A, a lot of those retro, of uh, fairy tales again, I, I was actually, I was funny because like, uh, there was this wonderful sort of brass instrumental snippet in the old remake of The Parent Trap that stuck with me. And it came back to me when I was composing fairy tales again. And I, I finally found out what it was. It was Young and Holt's Soulful Strut. Okay. <laughs> but all, all that time, like, I didn't know what it was. It just sort of stayed with me until, like, I needed it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I love a lot of the old soul uh, yeah. music. Yeah, we could hear that. You have the older, I don't know if you call it folk that we hear, but, yeah, that, that style. Just pure yeah. music, yeah. Vibe, and you don't, you don't hear it in everything now. Like a lot of the folk is going, like you got alt folk, and you've got more country style stuff. But we're not hearing a lot of. It's like something that was existed a few decades ago, and you don't really hear it as much now. So it does stick out, and that's probably why you're getting such a long play out of fairy tales in the countdown. Probably, I, I think there's, there's not sort something of... similar to replace it with right now. Yeah, and. Uh... That, that's also really cool because I feel like it might be a little bit of a niche sort of genre mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Stumbled into something here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I take, was also like, take it um, all, everything old, make it new again. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> my, my goal. I'd love to bring back the old style music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also really like um, Bob James. He did the music for Taxi. Okay. Um, the old show. So I, I really like carry that sort of vibe and like imaginary conversations or gone. And so you, you like working with other vocalists and you've done yes. the background work on 
do some film production and everything in the future or do would you like to be writing songs for other artists as well oh yeah because a lot that. of the people that you mentioned as inspiration i know of them because well they're classic artists that everybody knows but they've written a lot of songs for other very popular artists as well some of the artists that they've written songs for are more popular than the names you even listed yeah, yeah. so is that something that you aspire to do at some point in your future as well yeah actually that's like my big dream like yeah <laughs> yeah i'd love to just make it as a songwriter like i love writing songs well, there, so you're looking for some collaborations for sure then oh yeah yeah and uh I guess growing up too, like I always was really influenced by Disney soundtracks. So I think it oh, would yeah. really be cool to write songs for films like that. Like not just the score, but the actual songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they're and, always hits. Oh, yeah. 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 Like always, they always get radio. Like, and everyone knows them in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's it's definitely, it's a, it's a big goal, but there's lots of room there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like starting out, I thought like I need to just get songs out there. But now mm -hmm. that I have like a couple EPs, I, I really want to look into like co-writing and stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it, I imagine all the radio player getting now is gonna help you find yeah, that because people hopefully. will be familiar <laughs> with your name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, where can people find you online? Where can we find your presence online? Uh, you can find me on Spotify and um apple music itunes amazon music and uh youtube and, and i think that's everything and you're welcome to come back once you get your new ep out or once disney hires you we can talk about that a little <laughs> bit and, yes thank you <laughs> and uh, if you guys want to find us you can go to linktree find east coast dna on linktree and find all our links there there's a link to join us on the discord um no one really is so we're going to discuss off off the mic, yes. what's going to happen? We'll have to have a production meeting now that you're uh, healthier again. And we yeah, yeah, I'm healthier-ish. Um, but yeah, so find our information there. It's down in the show notes. For now, we are going to listen to I Believe in You and Me featuring Sarah Frank. And we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. <laughs>